Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Journey Through Sunship podcast. I am Calvin Calhoun, Jr. And today, I know we're supposed to talk about the structure of God's house. But in part three today, we want to look at the wilderness experience. The wilderness experience. We know that the children of Israel were brought out of Egypt into the wilderness. And people may ask, well, God, it only takes some 11 days to get from Egypt to the promised land. Why did it take 40 40 years? Because of their stubborn and their disobedience. And for many of them, a whole generation had to die in the wilderness before they could walk into the promised land. Okay? But let me show you what the purpose of the wilderness experience is. And then I'll show you a couple of examples throughout scripture because this is not a new thing. What I'm sharing with you is a way, is God's way of how he matures us. But there's examples to that. And if you can get the example and see the type and shadow, then you can begin to see how God is dealing with you in this time and in this season. Okay, so let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse number 1. Let's take a little peep here. It says this. It says, All the commandments which I command thee this day shall you observe to do that they may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness. Okay? So for those of us who know anything about Bible numerology, we know where we see the number 40, you can get about guaranteed nine times out of 10, there is a level of testing and trials. Testing and trials. Let me move this up a little bit closer. And so it says this. It says this. Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to what? Watch. This is what he does to every son. To humble thee and to prove thee. To know what was in thy heart, whether thou would keep his commandments or no. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna which thou knowest not. Neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord does man live. God said what? Your spirit, soul, and flesh. The physical food is for your physical body. That has no, that only life that has in it is what? The, the blood that's circulating, that nourishes all the tendons and the muscles, all that. But who you are is spirit and soul. But we got to live not by the flesh and not by the bread that sustains our physical body, but we must learn to live by the word of God because the word of God is full of grace and truth. The word of God, because in Christ we live and move and have our being, and in, in the word of God, guess what? The Father provides for his house. The Father provides for his house. Now watch this. Let's prove that now because I know it seems like a lot of Good words, but let's see what God says. He says, "Is thy raiment wax not old upon thee? Neither did thy foot swell these forty years." So in each forty years, He fed them bread from heaven. He also what prepared for them clothing that did not wear out in the horrors 
of the wilderness. See, the children of Israel had not been in that type of condition, but God put them there intentionally because he was texting them and showing them that the way you were living in Egypt will not work out here. So out here, you must learn to fully trust me. That's the key. To fully trust me. All right. He says this. Thou shalt also consider in thy heart that as a man, here it is, as a man chases his son, so the Lord thy God chastens thee. So basically what? God makes the correlation that as a father chastens his son, God chastens Israel. All right. So he saw Israel as his son. Okay. It says, therefore, thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and to fear him. All right. So the thing we have to understand about the wilderness is that it's a period of testing and trials to humble you and to prove you and to and to see what was in your heart, whether you would truly follow God. All of us have to go through the wilderness. Every Latin, you cannot bypass this process. You bypass this process, you're lying to yourself. You're going to be deceived. And let me tell you why. Abraham went through a wilderness experience where he had to walk completely by faith where God said, I will take you to a land which I will show you. But Abraham said, okay, I'm just going to follow God. And he just started walking. He packed up his family and just started walking. Joseph had a wilderness experience, but he was uh, sold into slavery by his brothers. Okay? For many years, he served under Potiphar as a slave. And at the appointed time, God, through his wisdom and grace and through the gifting of dream interpretation, Joseph would be exalted to number two in Egypt, where he would help save the nation of Egypt, but also help save the family Israel. Okay? We also know that David had a wilderness experience. David had a wilderness spirit where he was ran out from, from Saul's castle, or not castle, but <laughs> the temple, Saul's house, and what? In the wilderness, he would hide from Saul and run from Saul, a king who sought to kill him, though the grace of God was on him. But eventually, the people would come to him at Hebron, which is a place of covenant joining. It would be there where Israel would anoint him and be joined to him as one and make him what? King. He would be king. All right. Jesus had a wilderness experience. <laughs> Jesus, what? After the baptism of Matthew chapter 3, it says the spirit led him in the wilderness. And that was to fulfill a prophecy where it says, I call my son. I'm sorry. Coming out of Egypt, he calls his son out of Egypt. But to fulfill the prophecy where Israel failed in the wilderness, Jesus would what? Overcome. And guess what would happen? Jesus would go into the wilderness. He'll be tempted. He'll be fast, fasting 40 days, 40 nights. Remember that? And also what? The tempter would come. The devil would come and test him. If you be the son of God. If you be the son of God. While I can give you all the kings of this world. If you what? Bow down and worship me. Okay? So Jesus was tested. Paul was tested. He had a wilderness experience. He met the Lord on the Damascus Road. And after Damascus Road, he what? He was put away. He was tucked away for 14 years where the Lord, where he said that everything that he thought he knew, everything he counted that he knew, what? He what? Said he lost. He considered all lost for the excellency and the knowledge of, his, of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
He counted all loss. We all will go through a wilderness experience. But once we overcome the wilderness and God has proved he's humbled us, he's proved us, he's seen what was in our heart, this is what God does. Now follow me now because you think that immediately you go to build in the house of God. No. No. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. If you look at Matthew chapter 4, he gets he gets tried, tested by the devil. He then, uh, God selects him, the apostles. And then ultimately at in chapter 5, from chapter 5 to chapter 8, Jesus sat everybody down and began to teach them. Look at what the Lord taught them. See, this is why I said in the previous message, God is so concerned about your character. And your ways line up with his ways and your thoughts line up with his thoughts. And the ways that you act is the same ways that he would act. He says what? He gives you the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5. He then teaches them how to pray in Matthew chapter 6. Okay? He ain't, before he even gives the, the disciples and the apostles the power to cast out devils, I believe it's in Matthew chapter 10 or 12. He sits them down and gives them this long teaching and all of its focus on character and the culture and the ways and what it means to be a son. Jesus did not just come out and say, okay, let me give you this. Let me let you cast this devil. No, he had to sit down and teach them. And they had to understand that, and especially in the Beatitudes, he told them in Matthew chapter 5, he says, Matthew chapter 5, and one in particular is the last one. He said, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So he tells them that you're going to be persecuted. He tells them that off the top. This walk is not a popular walk in the world. But a son must be proven and tested. So that they know when they're building the house of God, when they're out there doing ministry, when they're out there serving the Lord, they do not get easily offended. Suffering is a way that the Lord matures us. See, now that's where we get really, I know, I know that sounds so off. Because in our carnal mind, suffering is like, why God must I go through this? But suffering is how you learn obedience. All right, let's prove it. Turn over to Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5. Okay, Hebrews chapter 5. And let's look at this scripture right here. Verse number 7. Talking about the Lord Jesus, okay? Verse number 7, chapter 5. It says this, Who in the days of his flesh... When he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared, though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. So even Jesus learned obedience by the Things that he suffered. And if he suffers, who are we to say that we don't? We must go through the suffering. Look at 1 Peter chapter 4. It's there, y'all. 
It's there. We just haven't read it. First Peter chapter 4 says this. Verse number 1 says, For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. He's trying to get us there, y'all. Arm yourselves likewise with the same mind, for he that suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. Do you see why you got to suffer? He has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live in the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. Why? Because in the carnal mind, in the carnal mind, it says there's a war within my mind. That carnal mind is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. He says, don't spend the rest of your time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. He says this in verse number 12, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12. Beloved. Think it's not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers, listen to me, partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad with exceeding joy. So guess what? There's an elementary doctrine called baptisms. That we're all called to know. And there's four baptisms. There's baptism by water. Baptism of the spirit. Baptism by the spirit. And the baptism of fire. The baptism of sufferings is the baptism of fire. That's why Peter would say, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you so the lord will try us the lord will put us through trials to test us to humble us to prove us to show what is in our heart because we learn obedience by the things we suffer so when he puts that trial before us all we're called to do in that moment is to trust the word of the lord that god has given us and actually put it into play that's how he trains you. That's why, see, that's why it's, you have your senses exercised to discern both good and evil. That's part of the maturing process. You can't, you're not going to be able to grow up without the wilderness experience. For many of us, it's going to be a private time with the Lord. One of the things I, I really share with people who are struggling, just out of whack, I tell them it's time for a time of introspection and a time of solitary time with the Lord. Get in the wilderness. Because God will what? Humble you. He'll prove you. He'll show you your heart and show you where you need to change, where you need to grow, where you need to address issues that or character traits that is not of God that you need to rebuke and mortify and align with the mind of Christ. Okay? So 1 Peter chapter 4 is a wonderful, wonderful um, passage and we need to know that all of us will have to go through our own wilderness experience before you can build the house of God God will test you he'll prove you he'll see what is within your heart because there are many people whose lips say they love the Lord but it says their heart is far 
from him because they never wanted to go through a wilderness experience where we must learn to forsake everything. And the Lord will test us. Jesus, 40 days, 40 nights. Noah, it rained, 40 days, 40 nights. Israel in the wilderness, 40 years. The number 40 is the number of testing and trials. It's, it, listen, if you want to be a co-laborer with God, then your thoughts have to be his thoughts. Your ways have to be his ways. We must line up with him. Period. Because what will happen is if you try to build the house of God according to your mind and your carnal mind, it won't be accurate. It won't be. Because the things of God or the things that God has sh must share with you in order to build accurately are spiritually discerned. And the carnal mind is enmity against God. It fights against God. Guess what? But the spirit can receive the things because they're spiritually discerned. God is a spirit. Okay? So I want to urge you, do not bypass your will. You know what? Many of us, we need to be like Moses and run to the wilderness and have our own burning bush experience with God. And let him tell you who you are. Because for so many of us, we try to bypass the wilderness because it is a place of, it can be a place of pain. It can be a place of hurt because you've had, you've been living in such chaos. And you've normalized the chaos and God says, no, this is not who I created you to be. And he stops everything. He says, no, let me tell you who you are. But for so long, you've been living in the wrong identity. You've been living by the wrong way. You have a concept of Jesus, but you don't really know him. Trust me, I understand that. I fully understand having a concept and thinking I know the Lord versus actually knowing him. And seeing how he'll convict you and, and humble you and prove you and try you. Because as you continue to grow, the, the moves of the enemy become more subtle. And, and God has to try you and put you through tests. To see what's in your heart. I don't want you to be the one who puts forth all this. And the Lord say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Because it says, many shall say unto me. I don't want that to be you if you're hearing this message. I don't want that for me. I don't want that for anyone in my family, my friends, my spiritual sons. I don't want that for them. So we have to evaluate the hows. It's how we're doing things. In as much as what we do. It's how we do it. And God is going to test us. He's going to test our heart in that manner please do not forsake the chastening of the lord i'm gonna say it one more time please do not forsake the chastening of the lord because he deals with you as sons yes the chastening in a moment can be unpleasant but it will yield fruit of righteousness 
No punishment is pleasant at first, but it yields fruits of righteousness later on. The Lord disciplines us. And the, yes, sometimes it takes a generation falling off before we get a generation on the earth that will actually do God's will. That's what happened to Israel. I firmly believe that's happened, actually happened very recently. That we have a generation of people who are falling off for a generation that will rise up and build the house of God according to the ancient past and his ancient ways. Please, this is very serious. Too many people are working so hard, but you don't want your work to be tried and it be burned. You don't want that. You don't want that. I don't want that for you. So we must learn to build accurately. We must learn to build strategically. We must align ourselves with the way and the character of God. Let this mind be in you as also in Christ Jesus. For we live by, we do not live by bread alone, but we live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Fine-tune your hearing in your wilderness experience. Fine-tune it to hear the voice of your Heavenly Father. Holy Spirit, teach us how to hear you so that we can be obedient to the word. Help us discern the voices, the, the, our own voice versus your voice, Heavenly Father, versus the voice of the enemy. We need those types of prayers. We need that type of mindset. And guess what? We're going to have some good days and some, some difficult days. But by the grace of God, he said his grace is sufficient. There's going to be some tough days in your wilderness experience. And guess what? One of the things he will do, he will cause you to confront the enemy in the wilderness. But if you can hold on by the word of the Lord, you can overcome him. And the Bible says, draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So may God bless you till we meet again on the Journey Through Sonship podcast, where now we'll begin to talk about the structure of God's house. May God bless you. I love you all. Have a blessed day.